It's good to see you, Bloom. I took a week off. I know it's hard to get started into the new year. I know that uh, several of us are still uh, recovering from Christmas and start, uh, getting ready for kids to go back to school on Monday or Tuesday this week. Here we are at the beginning of a new year, 2020. And there's so much excitement about that. We're also at the beginning of the season of the church called Epiphany. And as uh, Seth uh, told us this morning, uh, no one was here uh, at the beginning of the service. What he said was that, uh, was that this is actually the last Sunday of Christmas. Um, but Epiphany starts tomorrow. And since I'm guessing we're not going to be here tomorrow, we're going to start talking about Epiphany now. If that's okay with you. So you diehard Christmas people, I am sorry. But we did light the wreaths for you. So you can just gaze at that and think of Christmas carols and whatever you want to, sugar plums, uh, as I speak. But epiphany means appearing. And it is, it is I think, uh, Melissa Guthrie said several years ago, it is uh, the season of the church that Bloom tends to live in. Because it's kind of in our DNA that we, uh, we expect to see Christ Revealed to us in all things through the breaking of bread, through prayers, through gathering, but also Christ is revealed to us in all creation, in people. As we journey in our lives, we see Christ revealed to us if we open our eyes every second of every day, really. And so the, the season of the church epiphany is to call the church to, to open our eyes and open our hearts to see Jesus for who he really is as the Christ. And the two uh, really big uh, days in epiphany, the two big passages is the one we're here uh, standing in today, the Magi discovering Jesus as a baby, and also the baptism of Jesus where uh, the, the Spirit descends and the Father says, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. But as I was praying for you all, uh, it was actually like a, a really wonderful place to pray. We were in Netherlands over the holiday or over the New Year's because our family goes on a ski trip, but we don't ski right now because uh, of where our kids are. And so I, um, I sat in Netherlands for five days, which is like a barrel of excitement. <laughs> and so naturally, uh, there was this really cool house um, above the, well, not a room, a room above the garage of the house that we rented. It was like in a forest. And so I could sit there and look out the window and pray for Bloom. And uh, I'm sure you've noticed this, but as the sun kind of moves throughout the sky, uh, you see the rays come through in different leaves and branches of the trees. It just is kind of this beautiful uh, experience, I guess. And, and that's, that's, the, that's what I held as I prayed for our community, for every one of you, that, that the revealing of Christ to you would come in a myriad of different ways, that the light would hit you as you see your world, that the light of Christ 
would shine through it and you would be enamored. You'd be taken aback. You'd fall in love. It would awaken places in you. Because we can focus on the world and the mess that it is. But we can also choose to see Christ. We can ask for an epiphany of who he is. The way that Christ has a way of shining through the world. Through the mess. Through the hardship. Through the pain and through the beauty of creation. So bloom. May you live in epiphany. May you see Christ as beautiful as light through people, through creation, through everything that you are set in front of. See, I think the invitation to, uh, to know God is wide and generous. Jesus talks about the road being narrow, and that's the road to follow Christ, and, and we walk that road. But you see in Scripture throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament that the invitation to get to Christ is wide. And God reveals himself in a myriad of different ways. He speaks. He speaks to us in a myriad of different ways. People hear him in different ways. The way that you're created uniquely to hear God is the way that he speaks to you. It's interesting because in this story, we have the Magi who found Christ, who found the incarnation of God, what we talked about on Christmas Eve. The word made flesh, the logos, meaning the creative action of God, being made flesh. They stumbled upon him not because they were following a religious route or order. They were astronomers. They weren't in the club. They weren't people of God. They were actually probably from Persia, and they probably were in the king of Persia's court or little clan or whatever it was back then. I don't know. But, but these people, divinators, which was actually rebuked in, in the Bible, in Deuteronomy, divinator meaning people who were trying to find God through all these kind of extraordinary means, to read stars, to to prophesy based on nature and not on the word of God. They kind of existed to like make the king of Persia look good. So they weren't, it wasn't like a normal thing for these magi, wise men, astrologers, stargazers, sorcerers, some would say, to be chasing after a new king. We don't know the story. God doesn't reveal that to us. The scripture doesn't reveal to us what's prompted this. What was going on in their hearts. But we can know that they're responding to the divine, to the transcendent, to the other. And they did what they knew how to do. They looked in the stars, in the heavens, as a pathway to lead them to the new king. Although they said, where's the king of the Jews? I think they knew that this was something far greater. 
Because it says in the end of the story, they worshipped him. They, they, they just laid their lives before him and they worshipped him. They followed a star. It was outside of the books. It was outside of the religious pathway to know God. What's interesting is they came to, the, to Herod, who assembled all the like, religious experts of the day. And you just see this really cold reception from the religious experts, right? Where is he supposed to be born? Actually, it says in this prophecy, he's born here. And they kind of were like, so? They didn't go visit him. They actually responded out of fear. We know that Herod became murderous because he saw someone threatening his power. That's what power does. We see it not only in religious circles, we see it in political circles here. We see fear and control as the, most of the time the primary principles that guide our leaders in our world. But there's something more beautiful, there's something more true being revealed to us every day, and that is the light of Christ. They followed the star, and it led them to Jesus. You know, all this talk about astronomy, and I've kind of been in this passage. There's a lot of astronomy talk lately because of the new year. You know, like people, you know, this is what your year's going to be, Sagittarius, and mine's horrible. I, uh, <laughs> I keep getting like, you know, just, just hang in there type whatever predictions. I don't really give credence to all that, but... Uh, but it is the new year, and it's kind of this new year, new me, all this stuff. I'm just trying to make it to the gym once. That's my big, like, thing. Uh, once a week. I mean, not once in 2020. <laughs> Guys, you're going to be amazed. <laughs> once a week. But, I, but I, to be honest, I'm just going to be honest with you for the next few minutes about where I am as a pastor here. Because I've been laying uh, in bed at night, just kind of plagued by like these, where are we leading bloom? Like what thing are we calling bloom into? Like what's our catchy phrase? Um, what's 2020 about for us? I've talked to Janie, I've been like, I just don't... I don't have a sense of like where we're going. And uh, it's kind of taken me back to a conversation that I had in 2015. Because this church, this community went through a, a massive riff in 2014. And um, which led to some of the hardest years of my life. Stressful. My heart's beating faster, not even talking about it. And uh, as one staff person said back there, I was kind of newer on staff, and he said, it's like a bomb went off and you're the only one that's kind of walking around, so you just have to figure out what to do with us. And so the leadership of the church in that, in that day, in those times, and us, we, it was hard. And it was hard because... On a, on a personal level, I gave in to this thing about like, well, it's up to me to lead this church. 
Because that's what you see in the U.S. church. You see people like leading their church, and they have like little fun sayings about the new year, the new season. And, and I um, was having all this heart stuff. I like, was always panicky. and I went into the office of the canon to the ordinary of the Episcopal Church, which like sounds like I like crossed a drawbridge. But in the Episcopal Church, that just means second in command right under the bishop. But if you're crying in the office of the canon to the ordinary, you know that like something is, is happening in your life, right? This means something. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in front of the canon to the ordinary. Anyway, we're talking about this whole thing and where Bloom is and it's hard and I lead. And, um, and he hears me out and he says, because you're the shepherd this community. And I said, yeah, yeah. And he smiled. And he looked at me and he said, no, you're not. You're not the shepherd. There's one shepherd. It's Christ. We are all sheep. <laughs> and you, sir, as the pastor of this church are at best the little dog <laughs> that nips at the heels of the sheep <laughs> and reminds them to look at the shepherd, to look at the one who leads us. As we begin this new season, this new year, that, to me, is our great resolution, that we follow the shepherd, that we, in a sense, follow the star, that we're a community of people that are open to the voice of Christ, to the leading of Christ, to the light of Christ, however Christ may want to reveal himself to us, and that we follow. And I can tell you, 1,000%, the heart of your leadership at this church, from CLT to staff to section leaders, is to help you discern that voice, to help you hear that voice, and to champion you in whatever Christ is calling you to do. This last fall was really, really exciting for us because more than ever before, I heard people say like, this is what I'm hearing Christ say to me, and this is what I want to build in our church. This is like the ministry that I want to see take shape. It's been really exciting. Seth and I are like, it's almost like some force is like speaking to people, right? I mean, that is what it is. <laughs> that was sarcastic. And that is, that, that is what we want to do. And it's such a beautiful time that, like, because we follow the church calendar, that we're in the season of epiphany. We're in the season where we just, what my picture is, like, we just kind of, we forcefully hold our eyes open, the eyes of our hearts. Don't go around like this. But the eyes of your heart, we hold our, our eyes open, our hearts open to receive from God. However he wants to reveal himself, bloom, follow your star. Follow your star. To Christ. 
whatever it may be, and trust that you can hear him because he says that the Spirit fills all people that follow him, that ask for the Spirit. He speaks to his sheep. The, the sheep hear the voice of the shepherd. May we open ourselves up more and more. And know what? Just like the Magi encountered the religious system, who didn't want to, you know, whatever, they're doing their thing. And there will always be people who try to control the uncontrollable. There will always be groups of people who try to say, like, we figured out God and all there is to know about God. And so if you want to know God, you kind of got to do it our way. And, you, and there's denominations built on this. And those people will always exist. Controlly pants people will always exist. <laughs> Because fear is at the heart of all that stuff. Just as we see in Herod, just as we see in the lead priests, and these are the same people, by the way, a generation later, who killed Christ. They're plotting in this story. They're starting, their wheels are starting to turn. How can we eliminate God? But you can't eliminate God and you can't control how God chooses to speak to creation and reveal himself to us. You cannot. So you might as well just get on board with it and open your heart, open your eyes, open yourself the whole of your life to receive the epiphany of Christ. Right? Make bold moves to follow him. Hack up your stuff to follow a star. Use everything that you've been given your intellect, your finances, your capacities. Employ everything to find him, to run after him, to be inspired by Christ. There are big visions, there are big dreams in the hearts of these people. You people. <laughs> I don't know why I said these. So follow it. Thank you for listening to the Bloom Church Podcast. For more information on who we are and how you can get involved, visit our website at bloom.church.